You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Um, but let's focus back on Julius Randle um, because he's been a hot topic because of his antics over the past few weeks. So before Monday's game, as Tommy mentioned, he did speak to the media for the first time since receiving a technical file in three consecutive games that culminated in the Magic game in which he got a tech and then had the mini blow up with Emmanuel quickly. Uh, when asked about his recent outburst, Randall acknowledged there's a fine line between passion and stepping over the line, but rejected that it's a reflection that he is unable to be a leader for this team. He said, quote, I don't think it has to do with that. Name a perfect leader. Name a perfect human being, he said, uh, unquote. Uh, asked about the Texas exchange with Emmanuel quickly on the court, Randall said, quote, what happens within our team happens within our team. So I'm not going to speak on specifics on how we handle things. But at the end of the day, we're a team. We're good. And we're just focused on winning. So he would not elaborate as to whether or not there was an apology to Emmanuel quickly or if there was any kind of discipline or anything that was done. He said that that gets kept in-house. So that was uh, Randall talking about, you know, the concerns about his behavior over the past few weeks. What I found interesting was quotes from Jeff Van Gundy, who spoke with uh, the New York Post and said that he is concerned about Julius Randle's temperament um, as a leader for the Knicks heading into the postseason. uh, Van Gundy said, quote, when you're in the playoffs, every possession, there's obviously more meaning, more pressure. It's going to be more physical. So you're going to have to take more hits and bumps that are not called. And if you can't handle as a team, or as an individual, physical play or calls that don't go your way or bad runs in a game, then you're not going to have the mental fortitude to be able to endure and win playoff games and series. You need your best player to play their best when their best is needed, and the only way to do that is if you have mental strength. So uh, very pointed words there from uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, also, what I found interesting in this uh, interview he did with the uh, New York Post, they asked him, you know, is the onus on, the coach staff or Tibbs to kind of uh, figure it out. And he uh, said that the onus is actually on Randall. He said, quote, as far as what a coach can do, if this problem is to be corrected, it's going to be because Julius Randall wants it to be corrected. It can, uh, it can be punished by a coach or an organization, but it can only be corrected by the player. So I thought very interesting commentary from Jeff Van Gundy. There was a lot of commentary on the Julius Randall, stuff that we've been seeing it seems like fans have been split there's the the faction of fans that feel like um what happened was not a big deal and that maybe people are being too hard on julius given how he's played much of the season how he's been for the most part a a good soldier for much of the season others have talked about how what uh what we've seen from him has been quite concerning um are you convinced that julius randall is back on track given what you heard from him uh before the game on monday so there's a lot to unpack there. First, yeah. let me uh, – maybe I'll go in reverse order. The, okay. the the fan commentary, um, a very reasonable take to say, listen, it doesn't matter. These guys are temperamental. IQ is a grown man. They, we've all been on teams before. Some guys yeah. are ornery and get angry in the heat of the moment, and but then you know, they'll go out for beers afterward or you know have a barbecue and everything's all good, and that's cool. Um, the one thing, when when fans try to compare, they, they're posting – clips of Patrick Ewing yelling at teammates or comparing him to Kobe Bryant and Draymond. Insane. Please, please, please Insane. don't put, put Randall in the, in the same conversation when he wins a, you know, when he wins a defensive player of the year in a couple wings, like rings like Draymond, or if he's ever half the player that Kobe was and don't ever compare or Julius Randall to Patrick Ewing. That's the, you know, the, you just, you show that you, you, you're not familiar with, with Nick's history. Um, 
there's that. Um, so as far as Van Gundy's comments, um, I again, we've we talked about this previously, um, and I, it was my contention then, and I I, I believe it again now that um, that JV that Van Gundy's kind of a mouthpiece for Tibbs. The things Tibbs mm. wants to say publicly, um, Van Gundy's very happy to voice those concerns. Um, kind of a roundabout, be, you know, way to 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 let Randall know that this is not acceptable. Um, you know, in, in in ways that that Tibbs either doesn't feel comfortable or or is calculated that he doesn't that 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 does it that it doesn't make sense. Um, the one issue I had with Van Gundy when he says as far as what a coach can do, uh, if the problems be corrected, it's going to have to be Julius Randall who wants to get it corrected. I don't disagree with that necessarily. Right. Um, but that being said, sometimes a player or person has to be incentivized to change their behavior. Right. Um, when my son and my daughter argue over, you know, the, something at dinner or they, or they tease one another, they're not going to stop until I say, you know, usually until I say, you guys, you guys are gonna have to go to bed early. If you don't, if you don't cut it out, you know, if yeah. left to their own devices, they would, you know, they, they would push and, you know, nudge each other all day long. Um, you know, sometimes a person has to be, you know, shown that there, there, there are consequences to actions. Um, and at some point you, you'd feel, um, I think a lot of fans would, would feel comfortable if you would prefer that if uh, Tibbs took him, took the Randall to task, because we've seen what ignoring it does. It didn't work in year yeah. one. It hasn't worked in year two. Um, so th let's try some different options here. Maybe calling him out of the carpet, maybe taking away his playing time, maybe benching him for a quarter or a half, whatever the case right. might be. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of all that's there. Again, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, but, uh, you know, he's talked about the things that contribute to winning. Again, the Knicks have a very small margin for error. They don't have Giannis. They don't have Jokic. They right. don't have Kevin Durant. Um, they have a collection of very good players, players that complement each other well, a roster that's structured successfully and correctly. When Randall's playing at all NBA level and, and Brunson's doing his thing and IQ is coming off the bench and contributing, and now you got Josh Hart and, and, and Barrick and chipping pieces, then the Knicks can compete with the best teams in the NBA on most nights. Again, but they if they don't, then they then they then they have the chance to get blown out, and they're not they're not as competitive again because they don't have that superstar to take over games in the fourth quarter and keep them close. So for those reasons, you want Randall to get as close to on the same page as possible. You don't want him to completely, you know, you don't want him to turn the, the switch off. And be, you know, part of the reason he's great, part of the reason he's going to make All NBA is because he's a force to be reckoned with when he puts his head down and gets angry and sledgehammers people under the basket. Um, you don't want to turn that towards the ref because it's counterproductive. You don't want to. Turn that yeah. on to your teammates or coaching staff because it doesn't usually yield positive results. Um, so, you know, again, there's 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 that fine line there. Randall's talked about himself. I don't need him to issue a public apologies to IQ. Um, yeah. Just do the right thing next time. Yeah. Um, well, I will say I think that your point about perhaps JVG speaking through Tibbs, you know, I've been skeptical of it. I'm starting to be more of a believer um, because this it, now it seems like, you know, he's fine. JVG seems to find the camera. Or the, or the microphone when <laughs> Drew Randall's having issues to speak his mind about it. So so that definitely could be the case. I agree. I think what what the, some of the fans are missing when we say, well, what about these other great players and leaders who were not perfect? Michael Jordan's been mentioned, you know. <laughs> like, the, the, the problem that people don't understand is there's a certain level of rope that you get based on what you've accomplished in the league. And one of my favorite quotes about leadership came from Michael Jordan in The Last Dance. 
when he said, like, you could say I was an a-hole, you could say I was whatever, but the one thing you can never say is that Michael Jordan didn't do something that he's asking you to do. Like, whatever thing I'm going crazy about, whatever, like, I'm doing the same thing. So, like, the problem with Julius when it comes to these outbursts is you see times where he's not giving 100% effort. Or you see a player who has had these issues in the past and has not garnered a reputation as a leader, as a champion, as a superstar player, that you don't have the license or the rope to say, okay, I could believe in him that this is the way to be, or I can trust that, okay, maybe he will maybe fly off the handle, but I know in that second half he's going to come out guns blazing, uh, locked in, ready to go. That's the problem. Like, you earn that trust. And I think what the problem with some of the perception behind around Julius and this perception that maybe people are being too harsh is they think he's earned something. And last I checked, this is New York City. You earn your reputation, you earn your name in the playoffs, in the postseason. Do you win playoff games? Do you win playoff series? Do you win championships? That's what we care about. I mean, people mentioned, well, he had 57 points a couple of weeks ago. That was a loss. Who cares if he had 57 points in a loss? He also don't want the worst teams in the league. I don't, I don't, and with Jalen Brunson out there, I don't, I don't care that you have 57 points. And now if you're hurting the team the next game, you're hurting the team the next game. It doesn't matter. So, and, and the other thing I, I can't stand about this, this commentary with Julie sometimes is it's like, oh, well, you're pushing an agenda or you're a hater. It's like, we got to get out of this thing now where if you're criticizing an athlete, you're pushing an agenda or you, you're hating. Like Julius Randle is an important piece to the New York Knicks. Anybody who's rooting for the New York Knicks who is concerned about Julius Randle is because they're concerned about the Knicks. So Julius Randle having these incidents we've seen doesn't do well for them. Like, I've seen Draymond Green get thrown out of games, get suspended, and do whatever. But guess what? He's able to bounce back. The team's able to bounce back. And they're able to go out and win championships, win playoff games, win playoff series. They're able to overcome that. And, in fact, when they, they couldn't, He's the one that says it was me being out of control against Cleveland in game five that cost us an NBA championship. And that's the other part of it. Julius has these incidents, and then we can't find him. We got to put an APB out there or put him on a milk cart and say, where is this guy? We don't hear from him for a week. Like, that can't be – you cannot say you're a leader, and then when the, the stuff gets hot in the kitchen, you're you're nowhere to be found. So and, – and I, and I understand that there's frustration, there's anger. You don't want to go out there and say something stupid because you're angry. We get that. You saw RJ do it earlier where he didn't talk to the press after a bad game. We got benched, and that was fine. But the problem with Julius is that it's a pattern. So when you see a pattern happening, it's, it's important for us to address it and say, oh, this is something that's continuing to go on. Like, how can a Knicks be a viable team, a team that now has real expectations, if one of your best players is so unfocused at times where he needs to be laser-focused? And that's all we're asking from Julius. A hundred percent and two things. One on the uh, the fan, you know, hater thing. Um, I'm happy you brought that up, too, because, yeah, in my comments and in Twitter mentions people, you don't like Julius. It's clear now that you just don't like I never I've never went to dinner with Julius Randall. I don't know if he's a good father. I don't know if he's a good husband. I don't know if he's cool to play pool with. You know, like I, I haven't watched uh, movies with him. I don't know Julius Randall. I, when the thing, when when he does things that don't help the Knicks, I write about it. When he does right. things that help the Knicks, I write about it. When I when he when he's playing well enough that he should 
force his way onto the NBA team, uh, uh, the old NBA team, I write about it. When he gets three technicals and three consecutive games and has blow-ups that, 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 that impact the emotional fabric of the team, I write about it. It has nothing to do with how I feel about the individual personally. Um, I think like in the social media realm, people get too confused about whether you like yeah. somebody or you, or you dislike somebody. It, doesn't, it, it has nothing to do with that. Um, so that's that point. And, and yes, the, the, the earning the, the, the reputation, we know we have three years worth of data now when he's playing well and focused and focused on the right things and smiling and kind of, yeah. you know, seemingly, you know, in the, in a good mental space, the Knicks win when, right. are, yeah. you know, they, and they went big when things yeah. aren't and he's getting technicals and he's angry and he's pouting and he's ignoring the media. The Knicks tend not to do as well. There's not a one-to-one correlation, but there's a pretty good direct correlation between the vibes around the team and, 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 and motion and Randall individually and the, and the success. Um, so all that's wrapped into it. So we can't ignore it when we see it, it, it has to be acknowledged as Van Gundy talked about the pressure is only going to get Randall ramped up and and again to your point this is new york um it's, yeah. it's awesome that we have an important game on the 73rd 74th whatever it is game of the season wednesday night the knicks have played well enough largely due to randall's incredible production this season but let's not fool right. ourselves that's to get into the playoffs when the games take up added importance and that's when you you develop a reputation randall has had one taste of the postseason and it went awfully and he did not yes. respond well um let's see how it how he does in, you know in his second taste hopefully they get there um as they should um, yeah and, and, and the other thing was just to just quickly about kind of earning the thing and i and i hate to sound like an old you know i'm, I'm in my 40s now the <laughs> constant complaining after every call and it's not just by yeah. the good players on the team it's by every player and spencer dinwiddie yeah. if you watch nets games literally, i mean jabari smith last night as a rookie is going after the refs he got teed up 19 year old Jabari yeah. Smith. I mean, you see it on the college level. Every call is, is you know, stunned. I think one of the reasons if I had to vote, I'd vote for Jokic is because he doesn't complain that much on, <laughs> on, on, on calls. And I, and I, and I, and, and, and you and Luka Doncic, this, all this stuff trickles down. You mentioned Jabari Smith, the AAU kids see it, the college kids see it. Um, this, we can talk about it over the summer, but the NBA has to nip this thing in the bud where you're, where every player, listen, it used to be, and I heard uh, NBA radio, I sold. And, and Scalabrini talking about this yeah. yesterday morning was Jordan and Pippen and Phil Jackson can complain at the refs. Everybody else shut up, you know, like <laughs> yeah, BJ Armstrong and, and even Horace Grant, those guys don't have, they, they can't get away with, <laughs> with confronting yeah. the refs. If you're one of the best players in the team, one of the best players in the sport, you get a little extra rope and you can, you know, you can make a tantrum and then you get back on defense. Um, but that that's something for another day. Um, but yeah, to, to your point, Randall hasn't earned the the ability to, to curse out teammates and, and, and go tantrums and ignore media uh, for days at a time. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they don't know if like him doing that is going to result in anything good. In fact, it's only resulted in bad things. That's what's so crazy about this conversation is that like it'd be different if I said, "Oh, Randall got thrown out of a game. The next game he had 50." I'd like, "All right, there's a there's a clear evidence that like again, like like Jamon Green, like you just know that you kind of just have to let that guy loose a little bit." Like I think Curry even let him go a little too far, but you just know that you're going to you just that's the only way to get the most out of him is to kind of let him kind of go. Yeah, off. Or or you'll see it with coaches sometimes they'll get a technical to try right, on purpose. With Randall, it works in the opposite. He doesn't get the tech and then cool down. He just escalates and escalates. Yeah, and escalates. right. Because he doesn't. Because he doesn't have control of his emotions in those times. 
right. where again there are guys or coaches or Draymond Green said himself when he did that thing against uh uh you know um Dylan Brooks he was like I get technical fouls when yeah. I want to get technical fouls yeah. like with Randall you see that there is like a, a clear you know something that snaps in his head it, and it's, he not, can't, it's not he, it's not it's not calculated where he thinks like no, okay right. you know, he loses yeah, it's like he loses it, and then he stays focused on it, and he can't move on from it. And he can't, like, you know, because then the game will end, and how many times you see him be the last guy to leave the court because he's following the refs into the locker room. Like, so, so look, Randall, I thought last night, better game than we've seen from him. Offensively, I thought he was really good. Um, didn't do anything rebounding. I didn't think his defense was that great. No, nobody's defense was that great. That great pass. I'm like, Pick on him. Um, this Monday, this uh, Wednesday game against the Heat will be huge to see kind of where he's at. He's at the best against the season. 